Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about designing procedures and systems in your classroom as part of your overall classroom management plan. In this episode, we'll really round out our classroom management series. So if you haven't already listened to the previous episodes that have to do with classroom management, I highly recommend going back and listening to all of the episodes so that you can really develop a strong classroom management plan so that it is a well-rounded classroom management plan and has all of the different aspects of a classroom management plan that will allow your classroom to run efficiently and effectively. But today we're specifically again talking about those procedures and systems in your classroom. Students thrive off of systems and procedures in our classrooms. Students thrive when there are procedures and structure in your classroom. So today we're gonna talk about how to develop those systems and procedures in your classroom. But first I do wanna talk about the importance of these structures and procedures in your classroom. So let's think about it this for a minute and just reflect on some of our own experiences as adults in the world. Think about the last time that you were in an airport. What if when you arrived at the airport, there was no system and procedure from getting from the entrance to the actual plane? How much anxiety would that cause you? How much confusion and frustration would you experience? What if there were no signs, no direction, no instructions? What if when you went to board the plane, there was no system or procedure behind it? Someone just came over the announcements and said, all right, everybody get on. And then everyone just got up from their seat and just shoved onto the plane. That would be chaos. When there's no predictability and structure in our world, it is chaos. Here's another example. What if when you pulled up to a four-way stop, there was no system or procedure for who goes first, who goes next, and how you navigate that four-way stop? That would be chaos as well. When there are no systems and procedures, there can be chaos, frustration, confusion, lack of predictability can lead to a lot of different things, and it can lead to some undesired behaviors in our classroom. That's why having clear systems and procedures in your classroom is so, so important, and developing those clear systems and procedures can be relatively easy. The truth is our world functions with systems and procedures and systems and procedures are evidence-based, meaning that when teachers are utilizing systems and procedures in your classroom, there is data to support that these interventions and strategies are effective for overall student success. So again, developing these systems and your procedures in your classroom will be so, so vital to the overall student success of your classroom. And I do wanna just touch on really quickly, sometimes there is a little bit of a perception that having too much structure or structure at all is not good and makes your classroom seem robotic. And I know we all wanna build strong relationships with our students and have a really warm and inviting classroom for them to arrive to each day. And I'm here to tell you, you can do both. And so many students thrive off of predictability and are so much more successful for predictability that this will just be so, so key to your overall classroom management plan, I highly, highly recommend really focusing on developing strong systems and procedures in your classroom to advance your predictability and your overall structure in your classroom. 
So I hope to, I've convinced you of the importance of systems and procedures. And throughout the rest of the episode, we're going to talk about how you can develop systems and procedures relatively easily for you in your classroom. So the first thing I want you to do is think of all the transitions that occur in your classroom. Write down those different transitions that occur in your classroom. Is it going from your desk to the carpet for morning meeting? Is it going from desks to line up for lunch? Is it going from the desk area where students are creating independent work products and going to small groups or going into free choice time or something along those? Any of those transitions, I want you to think about and write down. We're going to create systems and procedures around our transitions first because that's the easiest way to create systems and procedures is to create them and practice creating them around very clear aspects of our classroom that need different systems and procedures. Now I want you to think of your ideal steps for students to engage in those transitions. Maybe you're in your classroom right now listening to this episode, or maybe you can visualize your classroom. Think about each step that a student has to engage in in order to engage in that transition successfully and write down those steps step by step. In applied behavior analysis, we talk about this as a task analysis. A lot of times we create task analyses, which is just a list of very specific steps for engaging in a behavior as a list of directions for students when they're engaging in certain behaviors. So for example, in applied behavior analysis, we might create a task analysis around making a sandwich. So we write the specific steps like step one, open the bread. Step two, take out two pieces of bread. I want you to be that clear when you are creating your systems and procedures around transitions in your classroom and denoting each step that a student has to engage in in order to engage in that transition successfully. By writing down each specific step, each small step that a student has to engage in for the transition, you're creating a lot of clarity with your system and procedure because you're writing down those very minute specific steps for students to engage in that allows them to be very clear on what you're exactly what you're looking for to engage in that appropriate behavior. The next thing I want you to do is reflect on why this system and procedure is important in your classroom and maybe just write a sentence or two underneath your steps. You know, you have a piece of paper out and you might have at the top written transitioning from the carpet back to your desk and you're writing down the specific steps that go into that specific procedure or system. And then at the bottom of that piece of paper, I just want to write you to write down your why. Why is this important? Is it because it's safer for students to engage in this system or procedure than everyone just rushing back to their desk? Is it because it allows students to get back to the desk more efficiently in a more time efficient manner? What is the why behind the system or procedure is it important to your classroom? Because you're going to share that with your students. When we develop systems and procedures, it's so important for us to let students know why it's important for them to engage in these systems and procedures so they have an understanding around it. When students understand things, when there's a context to why we're asking them to do what we're asking them to do, they're so much more likely to engage in those behaviors because they understand why. They can understand why the teacher is asking me to follow the system and procedure. It's to keep me safe. It's to make sure that I get there on time. It's to make sure that the whole class gets there on time. So just write down your why. Why are these systems and procedures around these transitions that you've singled out in your classroom important? So now you've gotten three things written down. You've gotten a list of systems and procedures. You have steps for each of those systems and procedures. Maybe right now when you're listening to this episode, you just have one fully done and that's totally fine. Go back and add the rest later and you have your why written around all of those systems and procedures. 
We're going to talk about how we teach the systems and procedures at the end of the episode, but we're going to go into some different examples. If you need some different ideas of what systems and procedures can look like in your classroom, I'm about to list out a couple of different examples that I've thought of and that I've helped teachers utilize in their classrooms. But again, these are just examples of what we've utilized in the past. So just really think about how these can function in your classroom, how you can tweak them to really fit the needs of you, your classroom, and your students. All right, so the first example of a system or procedure you can utilize in your classroom is how students line up to leave the classroom. So the system or procedure could be that you call the students table by table. So you call table one and table two and table three, and you teach the students that when I call table one, the students stand up, they push in their chair, they walk over to the line, they stand in their spot in line. And then I call table two and they stand up, push in their chair, they walk over to the spot, their spot in line, and they wait in line for the rest of the tables to line up. Or it could be that you call individual students and you say, you know, I want these students to start lining up. I want these students to start lining up. I want these students to start lining up. So you teach the students, you wait for me to call your name before you line up. Once I call your name, you stand up, you push in your chair, you walk over to the line and you stand in your spot and you wait for the rest of the students to get in line. When you're standing in your spot, you have a quiet mouth, your hands are by your side, whatever your rule is around or your expectation is around being in line, you teach that aspect of the system and procedure as well. Another transition example would be how students enter your room after lunch. So the procedure could be that students stop at the door and wait for you to let them in a couple students at a time. Once they're in, they put their lunchbox away and they go sit at their seat or on the carpet or whatever you designate that place to be and they wait for the rest of the students to get there. And then the next couple of students come in, they put their lunchbox away, they go over to the seat, they pull out their chair, they sit down, they sit down at their desk and wait for a direction of what to do next. Maybe the procedure is that they take out an activity or some sort of work that they need to finish while they're waiting for the rest of the class to get in the classroom. The procedure could be that students enter the room and go right to their desk and then you call tables or groups of students to go put their lunch boxes away and then return to their seat. These are all different procedures that you can utilize in your classroom. Another example could be how students join the group for carpet time. The procedure for that could be that the student closest to the carpet gets up first, sits on their spot, and then the next student, and then the next student, and the next student, and you have the students go individually, or you call them by clumps of desk arrangements or whatever it might be. But the the point of these is to really think about what system or procedure do I have in place around these different transitions. I also wanna talk a little bit about some different examples of different systems in your procedures in your classroom that don't necessarily have to do with transitions. It could be the procedure you have around about asking to use the restroom. Some teachers have students sign out on a little book that they went and used the restroom. Some teachers are fine with students just going back to the back of the classroom and grabbing a pass and leaving. Some teachers want to know that the students are leaving, so they require the students to signal to them, maybe with an ASL sign for bathroom, that the student is leaving the classroom to utilize the restroom. So you want to develop a system and procedure around how do students ask you to use the restroom? How do students ask you to work with a peer during independent work time? You wanna develop a system and procedure around that and just write out specifically step-by-step what that looks like. So a step-by-step procedure for asking you to use the bathroom is I raise my hand, I signal to use you using the ASL sign, which is just like the letter T and you kind of shake it back and forth in the air. So the student raises their hand, signals to you that they need to use the restroom. They wait for you to either nod or shake your head or say, wait one minute or something along those lines. And then they get up from their desk, they push in their seat, they walk to the back of the classroom, grab the pass, and then go to the restroom. 
Sally specifically broke down each aspect of that procedure. That's how clear you want it to be. And when we talk about teaching these procedures, you want to teach these each of these specific steps so that it's very clear to students how they engage in these system and procedures in your classroom. Again, this predictability, this structure around transitions and different systems and procedures in your classroom will create so many student successes. I can't even express to you how much more students are successful when there are clear systems and structures and there's that predictability in the classroom. It decreases anxiety, frustration, confusion around anything that we have in our classroom. It increases that predictability that allows students to be successful. It allows them to know exactly what you want them to do in their classroom so that they are able to be successful and they're not getting frustrated with themselves because they get confused because they think they did the right thing but then you're telling them to do something different and they have another peer talking to them and they're just processing so much information. If there are clear systems and procedures in your classroom, they will be more successful. So now let's talk about how we're going to teach these systems and procedures in our classroom. First, we're going to just explain to them the system and procedure and the why behind that procedure. Remember when we wrote down our why, students really thrive off of understanding why we're doing these things. So if you sit down with your class and say, you know, we're going to talk about the procedure for asking to go to the bathroom because I want to know where you are at all times. So I don't want you just to walk out of the classroom and me not know where you are. So there's a specific way that you have to ask. So one, you don't disrupt the rest of the class and I know where you are when you leave the classroom. Students really, really thrive off of that information and can really relate to, okay, so they're not just asking me to do this just because they want me to do this. They're, there's a reason behind that. And I mean, we as a, an adult really like reasons too, right? When our administration comes down and says, we're going to start this new program or we're going to do this or we're going to implement this new procedure, we like to know why. We're like, hey, why are we doing this? What's the point of this? What is the why behind this new system of procedure you're asking us to utilize in our school? And administrators are usually more than willing to share what, what that why is and they usually have a really good reason behind why we're going to engage in a new system or procedure in our in our school. And it's really, really helpful for our students to have that why as well. So have a really strong, clear why when you first start off teaching these different systems and procedures to your class. Once you've told them the why, then you might just give them a little bit of information about that system or procedure. You might say to your students, we're going to practice lining up to go to lunch today. We're going to practice getting up from our seats, heading over to the line, waiting for everyone to get in line, and then exiting the classroom. We're going to practice so we know how to do it and when we line up for lunch we can get it, do it smoothly. This will help us get out of the classroom on time and then maximize your time in the lunchroom. So this was a little bit of different of an example where we're talking about transitioning out of the classroom to lunch. We told them our why and we told them we're going to practice this different procedure. We gave them a little bit of information around that procedure. This is the instruction phase of this teaching model. So you really want to provide the why and it just a little bit of information or instruction around what we're going to be doing while we're learning this different system or procedure. Then you're going to model the procedure for them. You're going to show them exactly what they need to know. You might go over to the seat in the classroom, pretend to call on a table, get up from the table, walk around the table, head over to the line, and then wait. While you're doing this, you can also explain what you're doing. You might repeat this a couple of times, then have a couple of students model it for the rest of the class so that some of the students can practice as well. And then you're going to practice as a class. You're going to follow whatever procedure you decided on. In keeping with this example, you're going to call table by table and have them go over the line and wait for everyone to get in the line. You're going to practice this a few times. If you listen to our last episode, you might even be able to work in some visuals to help support this learning process. 
And then as needed, you're gonna provide feedback to your students. You're gonna redirect students as needed. You're gonna remind them of the procedures as needed. And you're gonna to continue to practice this over and over again. You might do it a couple of times the first day that you introduce it. And then the next day, maybe it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you say, okay, remember our system and procedure for getting in line to go to lunch and leave the classroom. So today we're gonna to practice that system and procedure. And remember our why behind it and you give them a little you know, information about the why again. And then you call table by table, you give them some feedback as they are going. Maybe even you modeled it again before you allowed students to practice it, but you continue to practice it and reinforce that concept. And you're gonna to continue to do this a couple of times, maybe for two or three weeks until students are really fluid with this. They're really able to engage in it fluently and they're able to engage in it efficiently in your classroom where you're really limiting your redirections and they're engaging in it in an appropriate way. Again, you might wanna use some visuals to help support this. So once you've decreased some of your verbal instructions, you're able to use visuals to support the system and procedure and decrease some of those verbal prompts that you might have to give when you're first starting out teaching these different systems and procedures in your classroom. You're gonna repeat that process for all the different systems and procedures in your classroom. If you're listening to this in the middle of the year and you think, oh, it's already the middle of the year, I don't know if I can teach these different systems and procedures, don't worry about it, teach them. It's fine if you do it in the middle of the year. If you're listening to this over the summer and you're getting ready for the next start of the year, to really sit down and think about these different systems and procedures and have them ready to go day one so you're able to build relationships with your students, increase predictability in your classroom, really develop structures in your classroom, really help students be successful right off the bat when they enter your classroom. There are so many different aspects of our classroom that need systems and procedures, and some of them are going to be easier to teach than others. Some of them are going to, you're going to teach them one time and then students are understand it and you're not going to have to keep repeating it over and over. Some you might have to keep reteaching throughout the year and that's okay. Really just identifying those different systems and procedures. Walk through your day in your head, a typical day for you in your classroom, and write down every system and procedure a student would have to know in order to engage in that behavior successfully. If you have students in your classroom that are engaging in undesired behaviors or are not engaging in a system or procedure that you think you've taught, maybe it's time to reteach that. Maybe you haven't taught any systems and procedures and you're starting from scratch, and that's totally fine. But if you do have students that are struggling with some different behaviors, it looks like they're not following directions, it might be that those directions aren't clear enough. It might be that there's not a, enough predictability and structure around that transition or that different aspect of your classroom that you really need to teach these systems and procedures to the whole class. You might even have a small group of students that need more support. So you teach them in a small group these different systems and procedures. However it looks in your classroom, just make sure that you have different systems and procedures really outlined so that you really increase that predictability in your classroom. Just like I had homework for you last time, I wanna challenge you to go throughout your day and see all of the different systems and procedures you engage in to navigate our world. Again, if you're going to the airport anytime soon, think about if you would go there and there was no system and procedure for entering that building and getting to your plane. There's a hundred things you have to do before you get to that plane. And if there was no system and procedure around that, it would be complete chaos and it would be frustrating and you would have a lot of anxiety and you would be confused the entire time. And that's what we wanna eliminate out of our classrooms. That's pretty much all I have for you this episode. I am so grateful that you are listening to this episode and I really, really hope that it was helpful. Again, this is the end of our classroom management series. Over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna be talking about a bunch of different general behavioral topics that I hope will support you in your classroom with all the behavioral needs that you have and the social emotional needs of your students. 
The point of this podcast is to provide teachers with effective and evidence-based feasible strategies that they can utilize in their classroom to help support the behavioral and social emotional needs of their students. And I'm so excited that we've made it this far in the podcast. I absolutely love creating these episodes for you guys. And I just sincerely hope that they are helpful. If you like these episodes and you are enjoying listening to the podcast, if you would be so kind and leave a review or a comment so that more teachers can find this podcast and they are able to benefit from all of the different ideas and strategies that I present to you guys. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, go over and follow me at Teaching Behavior Together. I would love it to hear your different ideas or strategies that you would like me to talk about. Or if you have questions, I love connecting with you over on Instagram and would love to hear any questions that you might have. And just let me know if there's anything, any topics you want me to cover on the podcast. I will add them to my list. And I hope to see you for the next episode. Have a great rest of the day.